0: The Well-Rounded Geek
1: Geek Podcast episode 16. With me in the studio today is David Ritchie for another Stoner and the Scholar sports show where we talk about all the latest in sports news as well as give our opinions or hot takes on sports topics. What's up man?
0: What's going on dude? How you doing?
1: It hasn't even been that long but it feels like it's been a long time because we were were meeting like quite frequently. Yeah. Because all the NBA draft stuff and things like that but
0: been at least like three weeks, right?
1: Yeah, it's probably been like a month, but we got juicy info now to talk about.
0: <laughs> right, we got a we got a full slate.
1: Yeah, we do of topics. So today we're gonna talk about some college football, the NFL. Uh, we're gonna talk about briefly talk about the Anderson Silva Tito Ortiz fight. We're gonna talk about some UFC stuff, and then we're gonna start talking about wrestling topics because David and I both love wrestling and we're hype about some of the stuff that's unfolding lately so let's start the show with some college football stuff let's talk about Michigan football yeah what are your thoughts on the Michigan Wolverines so far three games into the season
0: I don't know what I really expected I know that it wasn't much yeah um I don't know they really haven't played anybody like a true test yet they've been blowing everybody out Mm -hmm. but uh it's refreshing it's good to see compared to last year and that's The type of stuff that like keeps you rolling throughout a season, you know, you started well like that, three and zero. The most points they let up is fourteen
1: in that first game. Yeah, to me, going. They remember when Harbaugh like came on board, and they were blowing out teams defensively, like like Rutgers. They would put up like sixty, and then they would let Rutgers score like three. Right, you know. It feels like we're approaching that territory again where we can finally, we can run. Let's mm. put it that way. We're running. We're beastly in the run game yeah. this year. Uh, we're beastly in the trenches. Like, our offensive line looks good. Right. Our defensive line looks good. Our defense looks good. It's been always good, but it always gets exposed later in the season. hmm But...
0: Well, it's because the offense has been so bad, too. Yes. <laughs>
1: right. And they're always on the field. Yeah. But... I'm still concerned that we haven't had much of a passing game, but we haven't had to, you know, but that concerns me. And then we lost Bell, so we don't really even have that type of threat, that veteran threat. Right. Um, That hurts. And our quarterback, I want to be supportive of him, to be honest, but... McNamara hasn't really shown anything that he can throw the ball down the field accurately or anything like that. So it's like when we started to get stuffed in the run game, are we going to just fall apart like we have in years past? That's what scares me. Yeah. But their approach is different this year. They just seem like a, a more cohesive team. They're talking about Ohio State like crazy. Like they said, they're playing, training for Ohio State every game, which is, I know it's laughable because we haven't been winning against them, but it's still something you want to hear. Absolutely. So.
0: They know what it is, you know. They know that it's been a while since we've had any type of success against that team.
1: Yeah, and Michigan State is looking good as well so yeah it's just nice to have college football be relatively exciting back in the state of michigan because really it's the best when both teams are yeah. looking decent right you know? and they've been just right. a shell of That's themselves exciting. as of late right state's been down bad for like the last couple of years um but I think even like you said, you're trying not to get ahead of ourselves with Michigan football. Michigan State fans need to not get ahead of themselves either, (laughs) because really none of us have played anybody, anybody. Yeah, you know Northwestern.
0: We still really don't have a threat Mm -hmm. until Wisconsin. That's right, Michigan. Yeah, Yeah, Michigan.
1: Michigan State doesn't really have a full-blown threat until us either, and Northwestern was similar to Washington, in my opinion, where on paper it looks like it's a competitive matchup, yeah. but they're just not the same team this right. year. Right, they're not the same Northwestern and no. Washington that they've been in the past. Right. Northwestern, to me, is like they're that type of team where they're bad majority of the time, but then they have random flashes a season where they're delay. Yeah. And then... Northwestern's weird, man. So weird. So I, I don't like know. That in
0: basketball too.
1: <laughs> we'll see how the rest of college football unfolds. We'll obviously continue to talk about it. And I hope for the best. I hope we go undefeated. State goes undefeated through October and then our head to head is Can you imagine that? That'd be legit. Man. That's what makes things hype. It Absolutely. reminds me of when Harbaugh came aboard and right. state was still thriving and it was competitive matchups and There was trash talking, and that's what made things fun. Yeah, it
0: truly meant something to both teams to get that W.
1: So we'll see how the rest of the month of October unfolds. Um, I did want to get your thoughts on the Detroit Lions. They've started off the season rough. Um, What are your thoughts so far on the Lions? What were your thoughts coming into the season?
0: Well, my thoughts coming in were kind of – tempered too like kind of like with michigan didn't expect much new regime we've seen it a bunch of times right we get a new coach new staff this that and the other it's kind of you just got to wait and see what happens and even they haven't even played three games yet yeah i know it's still early so i mean we haven't seen we've seen a lot of bad things we've seen a couple glimpses of some good stuff uh we talked about how we like uh campbell
1: I do like him. I like him a lot. Like, I haven't yeah. felt this way, to be honest with you. Right. So, we'll see. I mean, the 49ers are good. Like, they're a good team. And, we and got the Packers this,
0: are supposed to be good, too. They're supposed to be good. <laughs> and we
1: were competitive with them um, in the first half. Right. And then that's when it all fell apart. We
0: even made that crazy comeback against San Fran. Yeah. But. And that was... <laughs>
1: We were talking lived. about this off air, but the Lions, in a way, remind me of the Pistons this year. Where like, they they just don't have the talent. They don't. They're not supposed to be good. You should not no. be getting upset or have any expectations, just like the Pistons. But you want to see they're gonna
0: be a top three pick.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> want to see them competing though, right? Sure. And, and that's they what were. Yeah, they came back in that 49ers game. The reason the Packers game ended up being a blowout is because they started to like shoot themselves in the foot yeah. and like turn over the ball a lot. Right. And then it got ugly because you just can't do that with Aaron Rodgers, you know? But what I like about Dan Campbell so far is he owns up to everything in the postgame pressers where uh, Patricia would not do that. Yeah. And, um, Caldwell wouldn't do that. It was so weird. Like they would use car salesmen work around answers. You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right. Where Dan Campbell's like, he just and he seems smarter than I even gave him credit because I was telling you he like recites specific plays like how LeBron or KD can do. Right. He has a is a good football specific mind. moments out yes. of a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to necessarily look at a stat sheet, and he owns up to it. He says. Just how we feel like they're not that talented, so they can't afford to make the mistakes that they're making. If they do make those mistakes, that's when the games are going to get ugly. They can be in some of those games competitively, and it looks like they can because they're coached well. They do look like they're better coached to me. And the run game looks better and the offensive line looks better. But they can't make mistakes because they're just...
0: (laughs) The, the talent's not there to make up for it, Yeah, man. not at all. But I've been
1: <laughs> pleased with Jared Goff. I mean, he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. He's not Stafford, but he's no. not, like, bad or anything. He does what he needs to do. And for a while in that Green Bay game, he looked decent. Right.
0: He's looked competent, really competent a lot in some moments. But, you know, there's been some bad turnovers and some missed yeah. throws and stuff like that. Fumble. But- I didn't even really expect that much of him, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when he was with the Rams, they went to the Super Bowl and stuff. But a lot of people think that's just because the Rams are a really good football team, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think, like you said, I don't think Jared Goff's bad quarterback or horrible. He's good for now. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: he'll get us through when we're He's a good we're bridge quarterback, right? And we're <laughs> rebuilding, and we just need to. Be competitive, yeah. get high draft picks, succeed in those draft picks, which, look, Brad Holmes hit. hit on Sewell. He yeah. hit on him. He looks We got to touch
0: on that because there was some hatred going on. At first, yeah, yeah
1: because they moved him to uh, the other side, and he wasn't used to playing that side. Yeah. And he struggled a little bit in preseason, but now that Decker's been out and he moved back, he looks good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He let up a sack on Bosa Mm -hmm. in game one, One, but he was fed straight to the Sharks game one.
0: Well, I even saw something of Bosa giving him props too. Like he he was like, this kid's going to (laughs) be a good player. Yeah. And then
1: he's gotten better every game. Like he even looked good in that game, even though he gave up that sack, but I don't blame him because that's his first NFL, like regular season game against one of the best. Defensive players in the game. In the the NFL, right? Yes.
0: And a very good team. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So he's looked even better uh, the next game. And I'm excited for him, but we're in a tough spot because once Decker comes back, what do we do? Right.
0: Honestly. Yeah. Shifting uh, Sewell over. Is it going to go as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're saying, like, Decker. He could technically move over too, but when you're in the NFL at that level, your muscles like develop to that side that you're playing on, you know? So, like, he's used to playing what is it, left tackle. Mm-hmm. And if he tries to move over to right tackle, like, his he's not developed at the NFL level anymore at that side, right? Where Sewell could still do that, but I don't know, he looked like an even better. A uh, left tackle than Decker right, to me. Right. So, well, we're and in a... he should, he
0: uh, really should be, you know, he took him seventh overall.
1: Yeah, and he's supposed to be a generational talent, but right, you know, the Lions will never pay a right tackle and a left tackle. Yeah. The amount that Decker is getting right now. Like, they just won't. So, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's a good problem to have, sure. but. It's weird. We'll see what happens with the Lions. We'll continue to talk about them. It's still exciting to see change, yeah. even though we're losing. Yeah. If that makes sense. I have hope still. Right. Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about was the Anderson Silva-Tito Ortiz boxing match. Basically, just wanted to talk about Anderson Silva, and then I wanted to talk about what it means with the Paul brothers now. So... If the listeners don't know, Anderson Silva fought Tito Ortiz in a boxing match, uh, knocked him out quick, like first round, like knocked him out cold. Tito Ortiz yeah. doesn't get knocked out like right. that. Slept him so, and they I was down, shocked. Knocked out. It was awesome. <laughs> I was hype, and I wasn't even that hype for that fight or that card because uh, Evander Holyfield was fighting or Balfour, and I thought I was going to witness a murder happen i thought a grandpa was gonna get murdered on live tv yeah and luckily a lot of people
0: thought that, oh that my was God. gonna go uh really bad for it, holyfield
1: and it did but luckily quick and he didn't get that hurt but it, he didn't belong in there dude it looked like a he should never have been approved to be in there without headgear it's all about money why are people doing it man it's so bad but the silva fight was dope because yeah. silva yet again, is proving he can box, man. Like, he can straight-up box. That dude's dirty, man. He could have a whole other career in boxing right now. And it makes me sad because he's so old now for that sport, but he could have won titles in boxing, dude. Like... He's, he looks fundamentally good, right. where these UFC fighters that we're watching yeah. come into boxing look terrible. Like, Belfort didn't look good, but he was fighting a geriatric. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now there's a link between Silva and Jake Paul. Yeah. The Paul brothers, I guess. He doesn't want that. He don't want that. I don't that. want that at all, because the Paul brothers need to fight someone that's around their age that's actually a boxer like i'm so sick of this i was excited to see woodley knock him out or something i think it's proven now at this point that first of all woodley's a joke i i'm so disappointed and the fact that he's trying to get a rematch right terrible it's embarrassing bad look man but it's proven that they need to fight a boxer they need to stop fighting mma fighters it's so much harder for mma fighters to just stick with that one striking skill set right and it it's not exciting to me boxing does not excite me
0: no it never has for me
1: (laughs) i think it's because we're so spoiled with all the ways that you can win a fight in mma or something but it just
0: but then boxing doesn't even put on the matches that they should right they don't put on the fights it'd be a different story if they were putting top dogs against top dogs because i'm sure there would be a lot more people tuning in for that you know what i mean
1: yeah no i agree
0: they're not doing (laughs) what they it's just weird it doesn't make any sense to me like as a business it doesn't make sense it
1: doesn't make sense to me i don't get why you
0: wouldn't have your top guys fighting unless i'm
1: just i really don't know (laughs) yeah lack of (laughs) lack of top guys lack of talent after your top guys i don't know it's probably because they get paid so much money and it's all about marketing and everything but i will say the paul brothers stuff has been some excitement brought some excitement back to boxing yeah that has fallen off because people like us don't respect companies that don't have their top dogs fighting. Right. So it has had me watching a little bit more but I, they need to face people that are around their age that they could actually be at risk of losing to and that Woodley fight just it it made me wake up and I'm like why am I watching this anymore? <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, it sucked
0: too because there was like the first 3 rounds Woodley wasn't even attacking. He was doing the typical
1: Woodley thing where he's all like, weird. If he would
0: have attacked me, I feel like he would have won that fight. He would have stopped him because he caught Jake a few times. Yeah. And you saw the power was there.
1: To me, the other issue is... These MMA fighters, they don't have the right urgency when they come into boxing. Like, they don't realize that you need to win rounds and score points and stuff, you know? Because in MMA, it's sort of taboo to let it go three to five rounds and go to a decision because the judges are so sketch. Right, because it's just weird. But in boxing, that's the norm. Like, you go to the judges quite a lot. It's not always KOs. You got huge gloves and stuff. But yeah, I'm excited to see who Anderson Silva like fights next, and if he continues this, that's dope to me. But I don't want it to be the Paul brothers. The Paul brothers need to fight someone that's gonna shut them up, and I don't think they will. Silva would do that. He would do it, but even though I've been impressed by him, I don't know if he'd win because he is older, dude. Like in a way, I have to give the Paul brothers credit. They look like they can they're competent and they can do this and belong against the talent that they're fighting. But like let me see you fight against like someone your age that's up and coming in boxing and has been spending their life training for this for boxing. Yes. Yeah. And then Makes we'll sense. we'll be the judge, just like the Michigan Michigan State. We'll see when they start playing the good teams. Right. <laughs> um the Absolutely. next topic that I did want to talk about was the UFC stuff. Since we last spoke, the fight night Derek Brunson versus Darren Till happened. Yeah. We thought Darren Till was... I definitely thought Darren Till was going to win easily. I'm not impressed by Brunson at all, and he's older. He destroyed Darren Till and submitted him.
0: Darren Till... Apparently Darren Till came out after that fight with an ACL injury. Yes. didn't that didn't happen in the fight. He was fighting with an ACL injury.
1: Yeah. So that could have impaired him training for wrestling and stuff. But I, I've still, I feel like there's always an excuse with him. Mm-hmm. In a way, something after the fact. And if that's the case, that sucks. But, like, why are you getting hurt all the time?
0: Yeah, why are you getting hurt all the time? And would it have done you better to just not fight?
1: Right. Would it? Yeah. I mean, you're,
0: you show that you're a warrior. You're a tough dude. Like.
1: But you're losing. It's I don't not think like anybody you're... questioned
0: that before the fight, right? You know what I'm saying?
1: And it's screwing him because he is someone you got a little loss
0: now. That doesn't help you in the no. UFC, regardless of who you are and what people say or like about you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta he... win fights, and he's could be a on champion a streak, isn't
1: he? Yeah, or did he win a fight before Brunson? He... No, he lost to Whitaker. Been trying to climb back up the ladder, and he does have. The star power, like he's talented and he's good on the mic and stuff. He's great on the mic.
0: Oh, he's entertaining as hell. Yeah.
1: And the UFC, like they said, they think they pushed him too early. They might have messed him up, man. Because yeah. they fed him to, to some, Woodley some too early. Yeah. You know? And it just messes with your confidence. He definitely seems like he has some...
0: Confidence.
1: Yes. He sees ghosts when he goes into those fights. But we'll see what happens with him. Uh the other highlight of that fight card though was Patty Pimblett. Yeah. He's Patty. up and coming. He's exciting.
0: He was geeked up after he won. And you know, it's it's good to see uh I like seeing guys like that, man, that are good on the mic, entertaining.
1: Yeah, it was a first round knockout. There you go. He's still you know. young. Right. He's growing. He looks up to Conor McGregor. He fights in the lightweight division. He has the worst haircut, like you've said.
0: This is trademark. That you've ever seen. Anthony Davis <laughs> has the brow. Patty Plumboot has the, I don't even know what you call that. The bowl cut
1: from Shrek. <laughs> the Shrek. The medieval Shrek bowl <laughs> cut. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. Sevens. So, outside of that, that card wasn't very eventful. The other thing that's coming up, though, is the huge card. It's UFC 266. We've talked about it. It's actually this Saturday. We're, we're recording this right now on a Thursday, so it depends on when I post this. Yeah. Um. But it's Saturday the 25th. Two days out. We Today's got Volkanovski versus Ortega, Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy, Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler, and Curtis Blaze versus Rosenstreak. We don't have to talk about the matchups just because we already did it before, but I did want to touch on Nick Diaz. Have you been hearing what's going on with him regarding this fight?
0: I heard some, uh, well, obviously we talked, we talked a little bit about the weight change, which happened weird out of nowhere, which yeah. I've never seen before.
1: No, not <laughs> the week of. So uh, they're going up in weight. They're fighting at 185. They're going up one class, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all because of Diaz not wanting to cut is what right. people are assuming. Yeah, yes,
0: that's weird to me. And just my thing is, does it
1: give Lawler an advantage too? Like, no, Lawler's saying he's gonna come in a little bit light. I felt bad for him because he just wants to fight, you know, and he probably wants to avenge the loss when he was younger when he fought Diaz years ago, man. But it's such a weird fight to me. It is such a
0: weird fight. But they that,
1: bring Diaz back, fighting Lawler, who's already won, and Diaz is mad about it. Did you hear what he's been saying?
0: And it's been like six years, and then yeah, Diaz takes the fight, and then says he doesn't know why he took the fight. Like,
1: yeah, he was like getting mad. Fighting Usman, what? <laughs> yeah, he was getting mad in an interview. <laughs>
0: Usman would work him. He would just. Sh- Usman is another level of. We talked about Usman in the past on the show, just his uh, his growth. Yeah, Because I've been watching the UFC. Complete fighter. Dude. Because when I, when I got into, the, I swear like the third fight I ever watched was him and Covington won.
1: Yeah. The first one. And he's even grown astronomically from that. Because his dude. stand-up was still questionable. And that
0: was a that was a defense. So he already had beat Tyron at that point for the belt. Yes. And he's just going on a murderer's road, dude. Taking people out left and right and looking so good each and every fight. Yeah. Like the exactly. way he stopped Masvidal last fight, dude. Just putting the the hammer in the coffin on that whole little beef or whatever with him. I was hyped after the foot stomps because that yeah. was not about that. That no, was ass. To I me. know that was terrible.
1: That fight was bad, but the second one was That's super a comeback, of
0: them. And you, sl- I mean, Masvidal doesn't get knocked out like that, and he got knocked out. He got humbled. Yeah,
1: bad. Absolutely. You can't. Diaz would help get but destroyed. Get he would get yeah he would yeah. get destroyed diaz the diaz brothers do not do well against wrestlers or anything they're scrappers they like to scrap right, boxers stand-up fighters they as we can see they have aged and they've taken quite a lot of damage so they're nowhere near the same stand-up fighters they're still like competent and they have moments like right uh Nate against Leon at the end of that fight.
0: And it's so amazing. We've talked about it. And I think we touched on it after that fight that Diaz was getting worked that whole time. Right. And that's what happens. Last couple of fights I've seen Nate fight, Masvidal and uh, Edwards, they were working him. Masvidal was touching Bad. Diaz up and that was an early stoppage. That could have ended badly for Diaz. Taking damage. Yeah. And it's same thing against Leon. But then it took all of one good strike by Nate to bring him back in and, and the fans back in and want to see him fight again. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yes. from your perspective, you're like, man, he's
1: on his way out. You make a good
0: point. He's on his way out. He, doesn't look, he looks worse and worse every fight, right? But he's just that name. And it's like every time there's a fight, he looks bad, and then there's a moment yep. in the fight where it's like, Damn, there it is. There's the glimpse, right? Right. And it keeps people wanting to see him, and it keeps that Diaz aura. Yeah. But he's losing fights. He's got to be on a crazy losing streak right now. Yeah,
1: they're not good. You know, they're not as good as they were when they were younger – but people fans, even us, love yeah, the savagery. I love, them too. <laughs> love the the thug like hood. Yeah. They don't care, you know, they came from the bottom. We'll fight you outside of Wendy's yeah.
0: on a Thursday. Right.
1: <laughs> and I respect that, but I don't at know the why they'd time... be at a
0: Wendy's on a Thursday, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know why you'd be at Wendy's at this point when you could go to Culver's. Dang. Um I just I enjoyed their fights. I'm going to enjoy watching this fight, but I have no expectations of them winning because they really have not aged well for this fight game. Even yeah. against McGregor, both of those fights, he was getting pieced. He took so much damage from McGregor.
0: He ended up submitting it the first time, right? Yes, so but... Like-
1: but he's still he he's like a zombie. McGregor's coach was saying he just absorbs punches he and he just can take just keep brutal, going
0: brutal shots.
1: Right, and then you get tired, and then he'll come in and he'll piece you up. Which is, I mean, it is a tip of the cap to
0: him to yes. be able to do that. But that's why he doesn't have this success, right? Because you're just getting touched the entire fight, right? And if it comes down to a decision, you're losing it. And then, you know, you either got to knock somebody out or submit them. Dude, so when
1: when Masvidal fought him, like you said. That was
0: bad. I was yeah. mad because I'm a D, I am was a Diaz fan. I am a Diaz fan. And Masvidal was piecing him up. I was pissed. It was. But it was just the reality of it. He was getting brutal. touched, bro. Like, shots.
1: Kicks. Loud. And, like, yes. hard. like Damaging shots. Dude, he
0: took a that kick to the face against Masvidal, ate that. And I'm looking like, dude. I would be in La
1: La Land. I know. Knocked out for two days. And he just, he didn't. They were still saying He's towards the, the end when that fight got called that the tides were turning towards his advantage because he still had energy. Because and stuff. it was going to the late rounds and that's where he can shine. So to me, it's the Diaz brothers and even uh, Nick coming back. I want to see it, but he just, he can't be demanding things. He can't be demanding this weight class. He can't be acting like he is better than fighting Lawler again and he should fight Usman. Like, he has no ground to stand on, you know?
0: How do you call your shot like that?
1: He just, he wants money. They always fight when they start to need more money, it seems like. Yeah. And they probably have management or just people in their camp that, Makes decisions for them and they just go with it, you know. And he probably doesn't want to fight Lawler again because he's already beaten him and it's risky. He said he didn't. but he, he uh, doesn't
0: know why he even he's doing it, but he's got to be doing it for something, like you said, yeah. money or whatever the situation is. He would just There's never. No reason you
1: signed on that dotted line. He should never be fighting, uh Usman though. There's just no way. That's just that'd be a bad fight for him. So bad, and it wouldn't <laughs> even be entertaining for us to watch. No. But we'll meet and we'll talk. I'd probably rather see Nate fight Usman,
0: and I don't want to see that. No,
1: no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see that. So we'll watch this Saturday. We'll talk about it um, the next time that we talk, and we'll go over this whole fight card. It should be exciting. It's loaded. I'm hyped for it. It's the best card that they've put on in, in in a minute, you know? So we'll end the show with our wrestling thoughts. I thought we can always have an ending segment for the state of wrestling. We can talk about what's going on in the wrestling world. And we can just get our opinions on that. So since we last spoke, Big E E. won the WWE Championship. Congratulations to that sixth black man to ever win
0: the championship in WWE history.
1: It's insane to me that it's taken that long for him to win. You know, he's never been in... He's been
0: pushed this last couple of years, though.
1: Yeah, but not in, like, the main title. No. You know, and he's he's deserving. He's definitely deserving. Yeah. But how do you feel about the situation? I like it. I uh, Better than Lashley.
0: Better than Lashley. I like Lashley, and I think I like Lashley because I've watched Lashley when he was first... Broken into yeah, Me too. Kid. I, it's it's not that I have and a problem. He came in. He came in, babyface, yes. and like this tank of a human, right? right? So it was like somebody you can you automatically you can draw to. I don't. I didn't. I don't know if I love his wrestling. Big E, Lashley. Oh, Lashley.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just a super powerhouse, like destructive. You know what you're gonna get. He's kinda. jacked. You know what you're gonna get. I like Lashley. I don't like the Lashley that the WWE has painted as of late. It's like a watered down, it's the same storyline, the same thing every single match. It's like.
0: WWE creative has got to start getting creative, man. Yeah,
1: they're not creative. At, with Raw, they're not creative at all. You they're start, trying with SmackDown, but.
0: They're trying, and. You start to read stuff, man, like I heard, uh, and I don't know how true this is. It's not just something I read, but after AEW's All Out pay-per-view, uh, Vince had like a next day, like, I don't know if I want to call it emergency meeting, but something like that with the creative.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. And it's like,
0: dude, they got to feel that there's some heat. Like Vince has been on record saying like, you know, what a lot of people say there's no, that's not a competition. It's not, you know. And I agree when people say it's not like the WCW Monday right. Night thing cuz it's it's not direct same night same uh, channel type deal. They're they're fighting on different networks at different times, but there's some shit going on there in AEW. 100%. And they're lighting a fire under WWE and in the wrestling community. And Dude, how good WWE was that? WWE would be foolish if they don't recognize right. and and try to do something to take it that. seriously yeah
1: how yeah. good was that all out pay-per-view
0: all that was amazing that was I... one of the
1: best pay-per-views i've seen in so listen we go on record <laughs> we're not
0: a uh, big pay-per-view guys yeah i bought that pay-per-view it was the first pay-per-view i bought in a long time for anything and it was where i was a fifty dollar pay per view, I would have paid double. Oh, hands down to watch what I watched. It was like it was awesome from beginning
1: to end. Every storyline was storylines. The
0: new debuts, the wrestling, even the shocks that happened with the new debuts, like Adam Cole, huge talent from WWE NXT, came over and is now uh, AEW. And I love Paul Adam lead. Cole, dude. When he came out. The way they presented it was like he was gonna feud with Omega, mm-hmm. nope. and then all of a sudden they he made that turn, and it was just like, "Damn, man, this is gonna be good." CM Punk made his debut back in the ring after seven years, and he
1: didn't. He looked a little rusty, but he still looked great. They started
0: off slow, man, but what I mean, gotta be realistic about it too, right? It's been seven
1: years, and Darby Allen, talented, yeah, really good,
0: absolutely, and. That's what I said when I was watching that man. They're starting this off slow, but then they, eventually got into it, and it was a really, it was a really good match. And I think we can just keep expecting, better stuff to come from him. There's
1: just a wealth of storylines with it's all so these great. people. It's almost
0: like their cup is running over with with uh, yeah. with so many options of things. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, cuz they have even punk in a weird Taz storyline right now where you it's think weird
0: with Brian or
1: uh Brian Danielson got a title shot like right away too. That was
0: crazy. And then what was crazy with that too is like Christian Cage and Omega were feuding and that kind of got fizzled over mm-hmm. with Danielson coming over. Now Cage is doing something with Jurassic uh Express it seems. Yeah, They're going to start a little something going on there. There's just so much. And then the women's division, too. Like, let's not forget about that. There is are amazing. It's awesome, man. It's so great to see that coming from a women's division because there was a long period of time. When we grew up in WWE, WWF, WWE, man, it was it was not even like wrestling for them, you know? Yeah. We see great matches by the guys, but when it came down to... Uh, the women wrestling it was like a bra and panties match or a uh mud mud wrestling or you know just stuff that's like i don't know
1: it's legit wrestling now to where they can they could main event a pay-per-view or a show and you will be glued yep same <laughs> with the tag team champions give me a
0: Britt baker championship defense all day
1: well i brit baker's awesome she's Dope. I have the biggest crush on her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's a,
1: she's a good, uh, she's a good heel, man. She does it well. Yeah. Everyone that's associated with her does it well, and I just—it's been a long time since you've seen wrestling where different aspects of the show can headline, and you're fixated and willing to watch you're not like like there were many years there with raw and smackdown where i would fast forward a three-hour show yeah. to watch the final match that's not good
0: no that's not what you want from your viewers no
1: so with <laughs> your this, viewers not turning dude,
0: tuning in until you know if raw ends at 11 they don't tune in until 10 30
1: you know the difference with aew is they have compelling side stories with people that aren't even in contention for titles. Um, yep. Malachi Black's compelling, Ooh, you know. Oh boy! Um, they have compelling tag team champions, tag tag team talent. Yep. Like I would watch a main event tag team. That was one of the best matches, by the way, I've seen. That was fantastic. Oh my god, that cage match! Yeah, <laughs> insanely good. And then they have talented women that you would watch main event. When is the last time you've seen that in the WWE? Well, you're when you're willing to watch other matches outside of the title, the right. main title matches. Right. You're just
0: not. It just seems like they're, I don't know, man,
1: stale. And Brian Danielson comes in we sort of skipped over that because we talked about Adam Cole and CM Punk. Well,
0: there's a lot of stuff to touch. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> and it gets me excited. So we're yeah, like all over the place,
1: but it is great. It is. I absolutely love it, and I've been watching yeah. everything again. I've been watching yeah. even WWE. It's painful.
0: It's been dope to see you dive back into it. Oh, that. I'm fully because I feel like there's been some time like I think it was last year or the year before I gave you like the 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 WWE Network like stuff that I had. Yeah. Um. Trying to like get you back into back the in. field, but WWE hasn't been hitting. No, how it should. You know what I mean. And then the stuff that they had, it's weird. They just let things go, man. They let talent. They let talent go, and they
1: they don't build them up the proper way, and then they let them sense. go. Like
0: the whole Bray Wyatt, I don't. That whole release will it will never make sense to me. WWE releasing him, like I don't get where. In what world that makes any sense for that company?
1: They just notoriously have issues with that, and AEW scooping up these people. They're benefiting and they from it, creating good storylines. Yeah, like Ruby Soho just had a. She's still in a decent storyline with, with Baker. Yeah, and Ruby Soho did not have a successful stint in the WWE. Not no. not like she should have.
0: Dude, I learned that. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Soho. Well, I think in the WWE, she was Ruby Riot or something like that.
1: Yeah, she's had different names. Um,
0: she was part of the Riot Squad in WWE, which was Vince's take on, like, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like, trying. And that's what some people say his fault is sometimes, is trying to be too in the moment. Yes. Grasping onto whatever is hot, like Suicide Squad, whenever it was hot. And then, you know. Even with New Day and Big E. The infatuation for Harley Quinn kind of wears off. It does, yeah. So does Riot Squad and, you know, whatever talent was in there. And that's what happened.
1: That's how I feel with New Day and Big E because they're, like, they're getting painted as, like, I can't even explain what I'm trying to say. Like, social media, just silly icons in the moment, you know. But. That's not what wrestling's about, no, man. No, man. Like, give me Malachi Black it's misting so much, people. It's with so like... different.
0: <laughs> WWE is so different because it's like, it's more pushed towards kids than it ever has been in its history. For sure. And I don't know why. Maybe it's like the PC culture, you know, quote unquote, that it is nowadays. Um, but it just, it hasn't made for the same product. It hasn't. And... Than whatever's going on with creative in these storylines, and just not doing the right things with the talent. Man, you see it, all the talent that's walked or not walked but been cut and is landed somewhere else or has landed in AEW and shining, and they're just excited like,
1: to be there. They're like reinvigorated.
0: Like Malachi Black excites me to watch every week. Hundred percent. He's a complete heel and I love to watch his matches. Yeah. And he was supposed to have big push in WWE and then he I read something like he attacked uh he attacked Big E. People thought there was gonna be something going on there. And then like three weeks
1: later he was cut. Yep. He was released. And but what like, they're doing with him in AEW now is awesome, dude. Dude. And I
0: love it. I'm all about it. Those dark characters and shit like that. Yes. I love it. Yeah, and, and that's he, what we grew he up. He plays like. that role so great. His entrance is—I was watching it last night when he fought uh, Cody. Yeah, his entrance, man, is just like so compelling to me. It's like something you just like—you're in awe of watching because
1: it's entertainment. You're enamored by it. You're just like this
0: creepy motherfucker. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And the way he comes out—it's all black, and then the then he ends up on the ring post with that. Freaky little headpiece that he's got on. It's just, and then it goes back again. He's sitting in the ring. It's just like,
1: man. And I love it. He's not competing for a title or anything. It's I just know. compelling stories, right. dude. He's just fighting Cody Rhodes, you know. Yeah, and then you you go down the list of everyone in AEW that's exciting. But then you end up with Kenny Omega, and he's incredible. And I knew nothing about him. I didn't know anything. And he's been around a minute, and I'm mad at myself for not being aware because he's an insanely good wrestler and such a good heel. And yeah. that match with Brian Danielson last night it was fantastic. Was so good. It was awesome. It was awesome, man.
0: It was good to see uh Brian Danielson back out there doing his thing. I haven't seen him He's before.
1: a great wrestler too. He looks in better shape than he's ever looked to he's,
0: me. He's a top dog, man. Oh, Regardless sure. of what happened in WWE, you know, he's a top guy. He's so good at wrestling. People love him. You see how the crowd, crowd yes. always loved him in WWE and uh, the response he got when he came over to AEW, the matches he put on, it was awesome, man. And it was kind of, kind of knew that there would be something like a time limit draw happening because you can't bring him quite in yet. And let him beat Kenny no. off the rip, but you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want him to get beaten either. No. There's a lot of close uh, falls in that match. It was great, dude.
1: And they beat each other up, man. They were like, <laughs> dude, did you see Brian? Dude, Danielson's... like ten minutes into the match, his chest was red, blood vessels and stuff. It man. was great. Oh, Taking that real chops is what you want to see with wrestling. And that Omega's, really is.
0: Omega's great too, man. A touch back on that, just his little stuff like his selling in the ring when he's when he does something yes you know he
1: works the crowd extremely well so fucking good he's so, so good. athletically talented Excuse my language too. this episode but it's so good <laughs> it is good and i dude i get excited to watch it's a different perspective friday now as adults watching it it is because like, you know the harsh realities of real world you're like you're just watching it to be entertained it's and something
0: that's entertaining and it's a scripted show yeah but there's a lot of really fun exciting crazy things that happen in between these scripts and storylines with actual athleticism and stunts right. and stuff that you just like blows your
1: mind when you're an adult watching it you realize um like how much talent it takes to it's it's cool to analyze the intricacies of wrestling, if that yeah. even makes sense. Oh, no, absolutely! And pay man. attention to what makes a wrestler actually a good wrestler, right? And what makes them terrible, like yep. Ultimate Warrior, terrible. You know, and it's when you, fun when dude. you think
0: about and hear stuff like, man, like even stuff I've been hearing recently about like Ryback, and we've touched on this a little bit. He like came in; he was red hot when he came in. He was just big, jacked now. up fucking crazy guy right terrible worker though terrible worker hit hurt people left and right didn't seem to from punk from what people him. say mm-hmm. didn't seem to be didn't seem to care that he did that either no. you know what i mean or would play you know play the victim role about it or something like that and yeah it touched on cm punk hates hated to work with him um it's stuff like that that you know you think when you're watching it, what makes him a good wrestler is that the crowd loves him and that he's a big dude and all these things. But it's really about, like you said, the intricacies. How does he work in the ring with guys? Do they work well? Does he work well? Can they adapt? Can they do things? Because they make money. Can they run a promotion together or a program together? I mean, he was bad, dude. So bad. And then recently, people are saying he's coming back in some capacity. I don't <sighs> see AEW signing him. No. You can't sign him when you just signed CM Punk. He would never
1: come to AEW.
0: You can't do that. So that leaves WWE or like one of the other independent. I just don't, I don't know. I didn't, And to segue into some other stuff, I don't love what WWE is doing when they bring back all these guys.
1: Oh, it's so bad. I was going to talk about that too before we finish the show. Yeah. Like, what are they doing with Brock Lesnar right now? Dude, it was the summer
0: of Cena And people loved it, and all of a sudden he's gone.
1: And now Brock Lesnar is brought in initially, but then that storyline's really weird too because he got brought in, he made an appearance, he's barely done anything. Right. Looking like a buff lumberjack.
0: Right. He's like beat up the Uso brothers a couple times, and like.
1: And then all of a sudden Roman Reigns is on Raw in a tag team match. And.
0: I, apparently, there's like a draft coming up, I think. So, I think maybe that's why you're yes. seeing some crossover. Mm-hmm. Just because they need might, it. There Ooh. might be some like. They need it. Something to that storyline with the crossover and the draft coming and stuff. But it is super weird. So, you bring Brock back. They're not. And they haven't wrestled yet for a match or the belt. I think they're going to wrestle at Crown Jewel. I don't know when that is. But then, what about Finn Balor? But what do you do after that? And and I'm looking at it as a fan right now. I'm not that like
1: excited. Not at How all. How many I, times has Brock come? I back? don't get excited for Brock anymore. Brock's gonna
0: be here for twelve matches, mm-hmm. eight matches, something like that, and he's gonna
1: dip. I don't get excited at all. For it him.
0: doesn't do anything for your company. In the long run, like what are you doing when you do that and you and you put uh talent other talent to the side because
1: yeah like what i just said right there is what are they doing with finn balor
0: and they just brought him back as the demon and, and that's, that's like dope. dope that's so great they lost they cut the fiend for whatever reason they bring back some creepy type of character like uh finn balor's demon and then he's just like in the dark right yeah now. and i love Floating finn around. balor
1: is he just gonna like i don't know man. i think finn balor is really finn good great he's great and they're gonna end up screwing him over dude Because every time they're They're not going to lose
0: so many guys, they're going to lose Kevin Owens soon. It sounds like, yeah, his contract is going to be up sooner than they thought. And he's friends with Adam Cole and the young bucks. These guys are like this. He's got a different persona already. Apparently Kevin Steen. I didn't know. I heard. Yeah. I heard about this the (laughs) other day. I was reading it yesterday, I think. So it's like he, they're just, it's not, not looking good for them right now. And, like, they lost Adam Cole, and then it comes out that they were going to make Adam Cole, like, Keith Lee's manager. Like, you're going to take a top-talent guy from NXT show and somebody who can run all day on Raw or SmackDown. He's that level of guy. So good. He's fantastic. Great on the mic, great worker. Fans love him. Fans love him. You can eat that shit up, that, that Adam Cole, baby, if yeah. you're a heel or a baby yeah. face. People love it. You're going to make this dude a manager? So bad. What? In what world does that make sense? It Unless doesn't. he's a manager for, like, two weeks and then turns on Keith Lee. But even then, it doesn't make sense that you would do that. And Keith Lee doesn't need, like, a manager. It's just... Yeah. I think... There's the, just so much scramble going on with the creatives right weird.
1: are struggling and Vince at at some point you do get too old to stay relevant and do your job. He's done a great amount of things. Like he's been incredible. But at some point it's like, you know, Tony Khan with AEW, he listens to other wrestlers' inputs. He listens. He he works with Jericho. Jericho's not even like an owner right. or anything, but he's like a right-hand man with these people, and they listen and to be everything. real.
0: Tony Khan's a young dude still. Right. Jericho knows more about wrestling than Tony Khan does. 100%. So Tony Khan is a smart man to listen to Jericho. And that's not me saying like Vince doesn't know what he's talking about. Vince obviously knows what he's talking about and what he's doing, but there's a point in time where it gets – to be you falling off like you said yeah and uh he's a great wrestling mind he was a great wrestling mind something's not clicking though and like then he he goes and he uh you know triple h got fired from nxt Mm -hmm. and now people as soon as that happened man it was just like people are waiting for it to just be a
1: joke of a show yeah i know it feels like it already is and that was
0: the glimpse like besides smackdown being what it is because of roman reigns
1: that was the second best show compared to raw
0: nxt was yeah and then you lost your guys and then you fired triple h who was doing a great job
1: trying to build up people i don't know it's it's just like we said with michigan and michigan state to have both organizations thriving would be excellent for wrestling, just yeah. like it's excellent for Michigan's college football. It's going to be funny listening back to this episode, because we probably don't sound nearly as excited talking about the Lions in Michigan, and now <laughs> we're like freaking out, because <laughs> wrestling's been so dope, and it's just funny, because...
0: What's well, a great time for it right mm-hmm. now, too.
1: It is scripted. It is pre-planned and stuff, but... It's just awesome. It's entertaining, man. Right.
0: It's a different type of, uh, I don't know.
1: Makes me feel like a kid again watching it. That's what I like. I'm just sick of being constantly disappointed by all of our Detroit sports. It makes me feel like
0: that, but then there's also that different perspective of, and respect for it, for being an adult and realizing what it actually is. Yes. What goes into it. Um, And like you said, the intricacies and the background stuff. Yeah. being scripted doesn't it doesn't bother me, man. No, it because doesn't of bother what me. They go you know. out there and do, and you know sometimes there's uh, there's changes in those scripts on the fly. Yeah, because know, referees, change. You see that referee out there, and it's funny because I talk to one of my coworkers about this all the time, who's gotten into wrestling over the past year because he was locked up with the pandemic. Yeah, and it was just you know consuming something he media, watched yeah. and just started consuming crazily, and now is really into it. But uh, it's funny to see the referees out there because, like, they're really not doing anything. No. They're just there to kind of conduct and help that flow go. Because they got that earpiece in and they're Mm -hmm. listening to Vince or whoever the guy, Tony, whatever company it is. And they're getting calls from whoever that is back there. So, you know, they might switch something on the fly. There's a lot that goes into that entertainment that there's so
1: much that's why it's so great we're appreciating more as adults too you know yeah we gotta go to an AEW show
0: yeah they come to detroit absolutely we have to i would i would even say that i would go to like an ohio one if they oh me
1: too if we it got was a, like a we got a five hour now, trip.
0: Get a hotel or yeah. something, screw <laughs> it. It'd be talk, dope.
1: Talk about it on the pod.
0: Yeah, do a pod on the road.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to continue to talk about these topics with you. Hell yeah. um, we'll meet as soon as we can. We'll talk about what happened with UFC. We'll talk about football and stuff, and we'll continue to talk about wrestling. But thanks again for coming over today and. I'll see you soon absolutely man can't wait i just want to take a quick moment to give a huge shout out to caged muscle supplements if you guys don't know i just recently joined their innovator program and i couldn't be more excited to be associated with one of if not in my opinion the best supplement companies in the world you can head over to my Instagram page to learn more about their products as well as their culture. You can also use the link in my bio as well as my promo code JG15 to save 15% on your order. The well rounded cheese.